Oh, there we go. <laughs> Clickety click, barber trick. Do you remember the? Uh, yeah, never mind. Do you remember that? Clickety click, barber trick. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. As always, I'm your host, David Burrows, and um, two guests here today. We're going to be uh, having some nice conversations. Looking forward to to having my guests on today. And if uh, you haven't been to my Facebook, um, I do put dad jokes out there once in a while. And yes, I put kind of a corny one out there. Well, dad jokes are corny, right? I mean, that's just what they are. They're corny. They're corny. And uh, let's go to the comments, see who's first. Danny made it first. Happy Monday. Back to you, Danny Cochamelia. Are you working today or are you just nothing better to do? Thought I watched the show. And there's Jesse, of course. I bet you Jesse's working. What's the gas prices over there at Petro Canada today, Jesse? And gas prices, I think, uh, don't they usually go up on on a, on a Monday, right? I think. Jesse will let us know. He's the human gas buddy around here. I get messages of gas going up. And uh, he works over at Petro Canada at London Road and uh, uh, London and Finch, Lambton Mall Road kind of thing right there. Oh, you're off today. Okay, very good. We deserve a day off. What are you doing on your day off? And Danny, do you ever get a day off, Danny? I don't know. <laughs> but happy Monday, everybody. It's uh, nice to be back here once again. Boy, it's cold. Uh, and I don't I don't complain about the weather at all. But boy, it's cold. And I was watching... Uh, um, where was I watching? No, I was on, a, I was on a, a conference meeting this morning. And we were talking about the weather. And... Uh, one of my colleagues was uh, is out of Ipper Wash area there, and you know he made a good point. He's like, I don't mind the cold, but it, I'd like to have snow and cold, you know, right? Because then it makes the cold worthwhile. So you can go out and play and <clears throat> and all that sort of stuff. Do you still play in the snow? Because I don't. <laughs> I bought a snowblower, and uh, was it last year I bought the snowblower? It was a year before. I can't remember. But the, the, the day I bought the snowblower, we hadn't had any snow. And I remember Jennifer was like, well, don't we haven't had much snow. Don't buy a snowblower. And I bought a snowblower. And the very next day, we had this huge snowstorm. So that was my fault. But uh, I'm back into the dad jokes. They seem to, to, to put a smile on people's faces. Like, uh, I tried to catch some fog. I missed. Crickets. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Danny, you're working today selling cars. Very good. Nice to have you here. But it is Monday, and the weekend was great. The weekend was especially good for the Sarny Sting, which uh, we'll be talking about coming up here shortly. But um, if you haven't done it yet, um, you know, check out if you want to keep an eye on what's going on, get the numbers. You can go to lampsandpublichealth.ca. That's the place to get it. Um, go to my website, theshowlive.live, and sign up for my free newsletter. And also check out things that are happening out on that website website because not everything goes on the Facebook page. There's some other behind the scenes and cool stuff happening there and something new coming, um, a new community channel that we'll be talking about. I, I know I was going to last week and I'm not quite there yet, but a new community channel coming to you um, in late February will be the official launch, but we'll be announcing it hopefully next week. So stay tuned for that. Keep an eye on the Facebook page. It might not be here on the show, but we will announce it out there. So um, make sure you're following and, and getting the newsletter because that's where we'll put it out first, actually, to be honest. And of course, Twitter and Instagram, especially Instagram. I, um, As much as a social media guy as I am, 
I haven't done a ton, ton of stuff on Instagram. You know, here once in a while, something exceptionally cool I want to show. But lately, I've been using Instagram more there. So follow me there. It's Dav Burrows everywhere. So um, all the social medias. TikTok. Uh, boy, like, could we please invent another social media platform? So that I have to post there too, right? Because like, how many are we using between TikTok and Snapchat? I don't, I don't use Snapchat anymore. That's just not, yeah. TikTok, LinkedIn, we're kind of everywhere. But please don't invent a new one because we're still working on the 1,000 subscribers for YouTube. If you haven't done that uh, as well, you can check that out. Now we come here every week for all of you, and I appreciate all of you that do come by and watch, whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay, you are appreciated. But we really appreciate um, our supporters that make the show possible here. And we'll start off by saying thank you to our friends at Hughes Intelligence, security specialists here in Sarnia Lampton, not only supporting us here on the show, but they support us at our Sting broadcasts as well. And we've been going, I've been going, I say we, Jay Peckham was able to join me remotely. Uh, so Sarnia Sting happening without the spectators. Uh just us media allowed to be there, which I'm very privileged to be coming to you live from the Hughes Intelligence hockey suite there. So uh, thanks to Hughes Intelligence for that, and thanks to them for all their support. Joe's Discount Tires. I know we haven't had a lot of snow, but and I don't remember why, but they explained to me, like, all seasons tires really aren't all seasons tires. You still need snow tires. But go see them down at Joe's Discount Tire and, and uh, let them know that you saw it here on the show. And also our friends at uh, AG Event Graphics Group of Companies, specifically here on Science SWO, been supporting us here for all 10 years on the show. So thanks uh, to Guy and his team for that. And Tourism Sarnia Lampton supporters here on the show and also at your Sarnia Sting as well. So not possible without our supporters. Now we want to talk about the Sarnia Sting, of course. Uh, they've been having, you know, it was like kind of like this. They were kind of like the stock market. They were up and then they were down. Um, but they've really been turning it back on in the new year. They come out and won an amazing game against the Windsor Spitfires. Um, they had previously won against Flint. And then the Windsor Spitfires, not an easy team to beat, a very aggressive team, very physical team. And this was a tennis match. It was one nothing, one one. Two. It was back and forth, and the Sarnia Sting came out on top with a final score of six to five. And special congratulations to Ryan Mast, who got a goal in there, and it happened to be his birthday as well. So I know he was happy to have a goal on his birthday. What a great way to celebrate that! And then they would go down. Uh, so that was on Friday, and then just yesterday, if you're watching live, Sunday, they went down to London for the fourth time in a row to beat. The London Knights, again, not an easy team to beat. London's got to be frustrated because it's usually kind of back and forth between these two, kind of a highway 402 rivalry. But the Sarnia Sting were able to come out on top 4-2. to two. We'll be back there uh, this Friday coming up, and we'll be talking uh, with hopefully some of the hockey players, maybe some of the coaches before then as well. A lot has been changing on the Sarnia Sting, and they're now – getting more and more into that W column, which, of course, fans are happy to see. Now, while you can't be there live in person as a spectator, um, I'll be doing my broadcast pregame and intermission. Jay Peckham was joining me. Danny Cochamelio joined me. Um, you can still watch the hockey games on Kojiko's Your TV Sarnia with Terry Doyle and Barry Wright. And, of course, listen in for... Lee Cunningham and Pat DeRoche. And I, I got to tell you, we caught, uh, we caught Lee. So I'm like right across the arena 
uh, from Lee Cunningham. And he is standing up and he's like dancing and just, you should see he's very animated and he's talking on the radio, right? But he does an amazing job. He's been doing it for many years. And uh, thanks Lee for the great job and Pat DeRoche in there as well, uh, doing a great job of the play-by-play that you can listen to on uh, 103.9 FM and 1070 AM CHOK. And you can also go to chok.com to listen to the play-by-play as as well. I know it's not the same, but at least you can see the game. Uh, CHL TV has an app you can download and purchase. uh, I think, think, don't hold me to it, but I think they're like half price for an online ticket to watch the game. So lots of ways to still sort of be there. And one of the other things that uh, the Sarnia Sting are doing, which I thought was very creative, if you want to cheer on the team, even though you can't be there, if you go to gate number two, which is the Kojiko gate, and make up your billboard signs and send your message to the team or your favorite player and go sting, go whatever you want to put on there. And the staff, you can drop off your, your, your signs at the Kojiko gate number two, and then the staff are picking them up and they're putting them in the seats uh, in the building. So there's some encouragement there for the Sarnia sting players. All right. So, Again, hope you had a good weekend. We've got lots to talk about here, so we're going to jump in. I think uh, we've got both of my guests are here nice and early. Look at that. They're all ready to go and smiling. And we're coming up with Angela Kirkland. Hello, Angela. Hello. Great to have you. It's been some time since I know, obviously, we've seen each other in person, but since we've had you here, so great to have you back. Great. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And I, I love how you're styling with the yellow toque. <laughs> That's part of it all. That's a little bit of what we're talking about here today. Uh, Angela Kirkland from Habitat for Humanity. Um, of course, I know who you are and what you do, but maybe just uh, before we start, tell everybody who you are. Absolutely. So hello, I'm Angela Kirkland with Habitat for Humanity, Sarnia Lambton. I'm the fund development manager and look after fundraising, donor relations, sponsorship programs, and this event that's coming up on February 26th. Yeah, so that's really kept you busy, and I've asked this question to many in your position, but um, how has it been adapting to coming up with new ways to fundraise for Habitat for Humanity? It's definitely been a challenge. Uh, We had these new events planned back when we first started uh, into lockdown with COVID, and we needed to cancel our events. Um, event planning and events uh, like these are new for Habitat for Humanity, Sarnia Lampton. And so we we were encouraged when we were able to still continue to offer this type of event, which will be outdoors and won't limit any participation for, with our walkers. Yeah. And, and have you had good response uh, with uh, like before we talk about this, but any of the other events that you were putting on as well or able to come up with? Uh, Yes, we had great response in uh, 2021 with our first golf tournament that we ran at Kingswell Glen in Petrolia. That was a great success. Now, it was postponed and we had some challenges to re-coordinate that around all the restrictions, but we were thrilled to be able to host that in August last year. And we're going to host it again this year in August, once again, at uh, Kingswell Glen in Petrolia. I like how you're saying we are going to host it again. It's like very confirmed. We are doing this. Yeah, we are. (laughs) August the 12th, come out and golf. But before that, we'll walk in the winter. (laughs) Yeah, right on. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, Coldest night of the year, right? Yes. (laughs) We've had a few of those already, but uh, you're dressing up, uh, staying warm with the yellow toques and everything else. But uh, let's talk about what, obviously, it's, it's the coldest night of the year, but this is a walk. This is a special fundraiser. Talk about it. 
Yes, this is a very special fundraiser. It is a winter walk for Habitat for Humanity, Sarnia Lambton. It is hosted by Blue Sea Foundation, and it's a national event, and we're proud to be able to participate in it this year for the first time for Habitat. And uh, it's going to be a 2 and 5K walk taking place in Centennial Park from the Big Family Brewing Company. Oh, okay. So you've got some sponsors in there helping out as well. Yes, and our lead sponsor is Lampton Ford. Okay. All right. Great to have that community support in there. And and even though, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, uh, nonprofits in your position that have, you know, struggled to try to get that money in, but it's really been supportive from the business community as well here in Sarnia Lampton. Absolutely. Like I said, Lanton Lincoln is our lead sponsor. The event will be hosted from the Big Family Brewing Company. Uh, walkers and participants will be able to have a hot drink at the rest stop that's going to be hosted by McDonald's of Sarnia Lampton with uh, Colleen and Peter Buckley. Nice. And um, also with Smith's Funeral Home as a supporting sponsor for the distances that we'll be walking. So great. we've had a lot of great response, a lot of in-kind support as well. So we're very appreciative of that. Yeah. Now the community to get involved. Um, and I've seen you, you've had some other uh, support there as well, like Smith Funeral Home uh, was, was given some support there as well. Yes, absolutely. They are our supporting sponsor for the distances. So they'll be supporting one kilometer, two kilometer, three, every kilometer of the route. Yeah, yeah. Now there's more than one way that people can support here. Like I'm seeing like people could start their own team, right? Or uh, you're still taking people to uh, sign up to join your team as well. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Uh, we have a goal of 16 teams that we would like to encourage to participate with us. And we are halfway there. So we have eight teams that have registered. Um, our goal for fundraising is 25000 And as well, we're about 40% towards that goal. Oh, so nice. we're very encouraged that we will we'll hit that 25000 goal and maybe even exceed it. And uh, we are looking for donors as well to um, assist us with this. Oh, you see our Phil the Tuke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and like it says there, we're raising money for our home build program. So we're, we're just over the 10000 mark right now. And uh, we want to fill this two cups. So yes, come on and support still, us. You still got some time and, and uh, uh, you know, with this great community we live in, all the support that we get, I, I see no reason why you wouldn't hit that. Um, so we'll we'll check in with you maybe, uh, maybe about a week before and we'll see if we can put another boost out there if we have to. But let's talk about Habitat for Humanity. You know, okay, we, we need to raise this money. And I think probably a lot of people have heard of Habitat for Humanity, but let's just be clear on all the things that uh, Habitat does in its communities. Okay, well, here in our local community, we have a, our Habitat Home Build Program. So we're supporting families in our community who are um, pre-homelessness. And so we're trying to prevent homelessness by right. encouraging having our families uh, have the opportunity to own an affordable, safe, decent home in our community. We currently have four homes that are being built in 2022. Uh, two that have carried over from last year and two that will be initiated this year. So we have got two that were started in Sarnia last year. We're going to wrap those up in the spring. And then we have two more that are going to kick off in the spring in forest. So that's what our main goal is our home build program, everything that we do with our restore and our habitat handyman program. Any funds that we can raise are going towards to 100% support our home build program. So that's so. What's raised here in Sarnia Lampton stays here in Sarnia Lampton. Is that fair to say? 
That's absolutely. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 100% all... of the donations stay within Sarnia Lambton and go directly to the home build program. 100% yeah, of your dollar goes to the home build program. I think that means a lot to people, you know, when they're donating their dollars or, or, or contributing to uh, their their choice of charity or nonprofit. They like to know that it's staying here. And it's really, uh, this is supporting some, uh, you know, need for families here in, in Sarnia Lambton. And now you, you mentioned the ReStore. What's that, I guess, currently as of right now, like, are you still open for drive-through or are you currently closed? What's that looking like for the ReStore? We are currently open for business. Yes, come on in and see us. So we are open for business. We are accepting donations and um, yeah, we're um, business as usual. Right. Very good. So um, now donations, let's, let's be clear on that. Cause I think uh, like there's, there's, there's things you want, but then there's things you don't want too. Right. Okay. Yes. So um, we accept um, home building materials that have been left over from any home renovations. We have kitchens that have been uh, renovated and we accept a full kitchen. Uh, we've got uh, um, community home, your home furnishings that um, anyone would like. If you're looking at redoing anything in your home, you want to drop off your home furnishings. That's awesome. But uh, a couple of things that we don't are mattresses and uh, clothing uh, would be a, a couple of good examples of things that we don't accept at uh, the ReStore. Right. Okay. Now, um, besides uh, all of this, uh, having time to raise money for Habitat, um, where's the hot chocolate in all of this? Are they going to have some of that out there for the people walking in the cold? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So at the rest stop, at the halfway point of the two-kilometer walk in Centennial Park, we will have hot drinks available to keep everyone warmed up. As well, following the event back at Big Family Brewing Company, we'll have some soup and chili and a hot drink there as well, if you'd like. Nice. Well, I'm not one for walking in the cold. I, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you, Angela, but uh, I'll be happy to make a donation. I'll do that. All right. <laughs> that would be appreciated. Thank you. Now and you my toque here, if you raise $150, then you'll receive one of these toques. There's okay. no entry fee for the for the event. So if you'd like to just you'd like to join us, that's wonderful. We just want you to come on out and support the event, support the cause. Um, the overall cause is to support homelessness within, within our community. Uh, so, but if you'd like to fundraise, you can get one of the golden toques for $150 raised and would... 75 if you if you're a youth. Right. Okay. Well, I think I would do it just for the toque because it's kind of kind of cool looking. It's <laughs> very yellow. cool. You'll stand out for sure, and and uh, we'll be seeing a lot of those walking around the park uh, on that. What's the date again? There, Saturday, February, February the twenty sixth. Right? It'll be in the evening between four and seven p.m. Right now, when you you say you're looking for volunteers, what would what would the volunteers be doing for for this event? Uh, primarily, we're looking for volunteers to be our route marshals. So okay. um, we have, like I said, the two kilometer and five kilometer route. So we have two routes that will be going through Centennial Park. And we'll, we could really use the assistance with route marshalling so that uh, we keep everybody on the right path if they've chosen the two kilometer or five kilometer route. And um Keep them, uh, uh, like I said, on the right path. We've got keep a bit of right a winding. Path. Keep everybody in line. <laughs> We've got a bit of a winding route for the 5K route that everyone can look forward to. So we'll need some marshals to kind of direct them in the right direction. <laughs> yes, right. Now, uh, and sponsors, you're still taking on sponsors for this? 
Absolutely. Yes. We are still taking on supporting sponsors at $1,500 to support the event. Uh, we're taking on event sponsors for if you'd like to um, sponsor one kilometer, you that's $750. Or if you'd like to sponsor the event um, in itself in general, $500 or in-kind support is always welcome, of course. Okay, great. And they just reach out to you? Yes, please. Okay. We'll be posting... Uh, well, we've got the link there on Facebook. You can probably send a message there or go to their website uh, on our screen as well. And we'll post these links after the show as well so people uh, can find it out. What? How many do you have on your team right now? On the Habitat team, we yeah. have about, I'm going to, about eight people on our team at the moment. Okay. But overall, we have uh, 36 walkers that are registered. So uh, you can create your own team and that can be as many people as you like or as little right. as you like. Two people can be a team. But if you want to register and you don't want to put a team together, then we encourage you to join us with the Habitat team. And you can locate that at cnoy.org backslash Habitat Sarnia. All right. Yeah, we'll share that as well. Uh, any friendly competition between teammates going on there? Like who <laughs> can raise the most money? Yes, we do have some friendly competition going on within our staff that are on the team. And we have two staff members that have already hit and surpassed their goals. Oh. Yeah, friendly. so it's on. <laughs> it's on. Right on. Well, Angela, thank you so much and all the best to you and the Habitat for Humanity group for uh, coldest night of the year. I think I'll, I'll drive by in my car after, but, uh, uh, but I'll make the donation. I promise That's I'll do wonderful. that. Thanks for being here. Before I let you go, is there anything else that uh, we didn't talk about you want to put out there to anyone? No, that's wonderful. Just thank you again for the opportunity to promote the event. Like I said, it's the first event for um, Habitat to do this. Uh, we hope to make this an annual event. So come on out and support us so we can continue to do this on an annual basis. All right, Angela, great to see you again. Stay warm on February 26th, all right? Thank Good you. Luck. We will. Bye-bye. Angela Kirkland from Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Brr. Well, I guess you bundle up really warm. She did mention the hot chocolate. So maybe I could be talked into that as well. I'll have to talk to Jennifer. And uh, the chili sounds really good there as well. Sounds like they got some great sponsors on board. But again, as she mentioned, you can start a team, but uh, they'd love for you to join their team in uh, the support of raising money for building better homes here and affordable and sustainable homes here. For families in Sarnia Lambton or maybe you want to volunteer or sponsor the event um, again you can go to their website there it is online and we'll show this on our Facebook page after this uh, show is over as well so thanks again Angela really appreciate you being here all right well I, re I remember the commercial way back when that says reading is fundamental and it's certainly important to this day right Venetia Campbell it is absolutely so important. I would almost say it's even more important when we're in the middle of, or let's hope more toward the end of right. a pandemic because it has lots of mental health benefits. So if it's uh, if it's it's just a chance to kind of settle in and maybe escape to a different reality for a bit. But yeah. yes, so important. I always find that, uh, you know, like, of course, at least in my day, you know, we you had to read books in school. You know, that was part of your projects or assignments or whatever. And then you get high school and, and English, all this stuff, and then uh, university or college. But do you find that people, do they continue to read once they get out of school or does that, does that decrease? Do you have statistics on that? 
I don't have specific statistics in front of me, but I do know, um, and I uh, actually, before I landed in libraries, was going to be an English teacher. So um, did lots of education around uh, reading habits and things like that. And I know that the younger you are, um, when you establish reading habits, the more likely they are to continue later in life. So um, yes, it can be a little bit difficult when most of your reading is forced reading, I guess, in a sense. Right. Um, but if we can find ways to spark that fun reading um, in people younger um, and sustain that kind of through childhood and into, into the teen years, then people are much more likely to continue on as lifelong readers. Yeah, it's uh, it, and that's I guess part of the reason we're talking here today. I'll tell you though, I have I'm I'm a card carrying member, but I also I, I have my stack of books right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no reason to to like pick a subject, right? You know, and we've got uh, you know great local bookstores too, like the Bookkeeper, and and lots of options for that. Um, but the library is 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 a great option. And before we get into the reading program, I have to say. I noticed you can you can even check out snowshoes with Lampy Town <laughs> Yes, you can. Yeah, so we have um uh, a collection called our Active Living Collection. Yeah. Uh, so snowshoes is a part of that. Um, we've got Ontario Park passes available um, as well. So if people are interested in snowshoeing around the Pinery, then you can check out a park pass and a set of snowshoes um, and take that. But yeah, it's definitely the the idea that libraries are just a, a place where we house a bunch of dusty old books is kind right. of a thing of the past. And we're definitely expanding beyond because there's lots of types of literacy. Um, there's the yes. traditional literacy that we all think of, the reading, the writing, um, but there's physical literacy and and getting out and being active. And that's also very, very important. And the library wants to promote all types of literacy. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. And, and, and I was like, who knew, right? <laughs> I mean, I always knew you, and you can get audio books and maybe movies and stuff, you know, like that typical, what we think of when we, we yeah. think of the library and the quiet place. Right. But uh, there really is a lot more going on. And that's kind of why I, I brought it up. I want people to understand that there's a whole lot more going on at Lampton County Library. But let's talk about now uh, the winter reading program uh, is happening uh, currently. Talk about that. Yeah. So um, our winter reading program, and I, I believe this is our third year running this. Um, it's always exciting when you start a new initiative just as a pandemic hits. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's in, it's always been interesting, but this is our, our third year running it. And we've been kind of building over the past few years. And the, the winter reading program is kind of the counterpart to our summer reading program, where we're really just encouraging people to read and read a lot. And we want to provide some incentives for reading. So um, there's our individual um, reading uh, program where people can register themselves. Uh, they join an animal team. Uh, so we've got a badger, a red fox, and a painted turtle team this year. They join an animal team. They report all of the books that they're reading each week. And then we go through and we take a look and see if they've reached one of our reading milestones. So for every five books you read, you win a book prize up to a total of three possible prizes. Nice. And then at the conclusion of the program, we're also going to draw one lucky winner from each animal team and they will win an adoption package from uh, earthrangers.ca. Uh, for the animal that they've selected. So that will come with a plush toy, a certificate, and a, and a calendar um, to say that you've been supporting 
uh, this animal uh, species. So that's the individual competition. And then the benefit of the winter reading program uh, is that with summer, the schools are not in session when we're having our programs. So yeah. uh, we're not able to partner with schools in the same way. But in the winter, we have the benefit of having schools in session. So uh, we have the, the school portion uh, where we're encouraging teachers to register their entire class um, and report their classes reading. Uh, at the end of the program, the class that has logged the most reading in uh, different age categories or different grade categories will win a pizza party. Um, COVID, uh, when it's COVID permitted to have that type right. of thing in the right. classroom. So we'll make sure that um, if we have to wait a bit, we'll wait a bit, but that's okay. Um, and there's a, a K to 12, or sorry, K to 12. There's a K to three, uh, so kindergarten to grade three, and then uh, grades four to grade eight. And then there's also a high school category um, nine to 12 for our, our teen freedom to read challenge as well, which is something that's a little bit different. I can, I can talk about. Who doesn't um, like pizza? I know. I, like, you know what? I remember being in school and we would have done pretty much anything for a pizza party. We have so. pizza days, right? Pizza <laughs> yeah. day. You can order Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. So, so that's the hope is that, well, we can in incentivize people with pizza. And then if multiple classes or if lots of classes register from the same school and the, and there's lots of involvement, um, actually the winning elementary school that reads the most books per capita, we want to make sure it's fair for the schools that don't have as many students, uh, will be eligible to win uh, a prize pack worth uh, $250. There's STEAM um, prizes, so robot kits, um, building construction kits, uh, literacy packs that they can choose from um, to support uh, different types of literacy in that school. Awesome. I what, what a fantastic program that's been put together here. And uh, I mean, uh, I go back like we just went to the library you know? <laughs> we didn't have all these fun things going on and i wish that i had a pizza prizes going on back then but uh, um outside of what these programs are that uh lc library puts on and obviously you know the schools are a place where you would obviously want to interact with but are there other local organizations around that that uh, the library you know partners with or works with to uh to help with literacy uh, sure. So um, have had lots of uh, discussion with uh, Literacy Lambton um, around Family Literacy Day, which is happening on January 27th. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some of the in-person stuff that we were hoping to have is mm -hmm. not uh, going to happen the same way because of COVID. But Literacy Lambton uh, and the library are working together to put a, a temporary story walk um, in McGibbon Park outside of the, the Literacy Lambton office there. Um, on that day. So that's a, a fun and safe outdoor activity that people can engage in, in their family groups. Yeah. Um, and that's where we've got uh, the pages of a, a story on different panels and you kind of walk through the, the park and read the story. Um, and I mean, the library's got lots of permanent story walk locations as well that have been updated for the winter reading program. So definitely Literacy Lambton um, is a great organization that does a ton of work with literacy. Um, and I mean, when things are, are better, uh, we do definitely support things like early on drop-ins, uh, having story times and things like that at those types of um, organizations. Um, so there's lots, I mean, right now we're kind of, I don't want to say we're on hiatus from a lot of our partnerships, but there's limited um, work that we can do. Yeah, right. um, but there's definitely, there's lots of organizations that do great work. Pathways is another one, like tons of, of places within Lambton County that are doing absolutely fabulous work for um, literacy development that the library does when it's able partner with for sure. 
Yeah. And that's, that's great to hear uh, uh, because uh, well, this community, I think you would agree. And I probably hear it every week on the show is uh, just a, a huge support uh, in time of need to come together and just, we know how to make things happen. In life. <laughs> we certainly do. Right. So we're, we're fortunate that way. Um, and so this is okay. So this is for the kids obviously, or, you know, youth, you know, and all that in there, but this is really something for parents to grab a hold of too. Right. And, and uh, I guess a tool to help encourage children at home learning right now uh, to continue to push through that reading process. But has the, the reading process has obviously changed from hardcover and paperback to screen time, mm -hmm. right? So is that is that a factor in in uh, you know we hear about limiting screen time? Are we limiting based on what we're watching or reading, or are we just limiting screen time because of our eyeballs? Oh, and I'd have to be I think a, a doctor to be able to answer exactly that yeah, question. Right, sure. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I mean there's there's been lots of of discussion about screen time. There's also been lots of um, advancements blue light filtering glasses and yeah. things like that that can help protect you from those types of things when it comes to encouraging um reading uh i'm not picky about how you read if you're reading off a computer if you're reading off a tablet um the reality is uh the workforce and school um is kind of moving in the direction of, of using these electronic tools yep. anyway so um yeah i'm sure there's i know that there's lots of research out there specifically talking about how it can um different activities on a screen can maybe um impact people's anxiety and that type of thing but yeah. uh reading we're we're flexible uh we've got a, a great e-library resource we've got overdrive and libby we've got something called tumble book library that so if that's oh, the yeah. easiest way for people to access reading then go for it that's yeah. perfectly fine the the benefits of of reading um are so so strong uh that we wouldn't want to pigeonhole someone a little bit into one yeah. format but if they don't just yeah. exercise the mind right exactly just yeah and and keep, move, keep the, the keep the wheels don't let them get dusty <laughs> yeah and you you made a really good point about partnering with with parents as well we talked a lot about partnering with schools but um your parents are kind of your very first and best teacher uh especially when we're talking about those preschool kids um just reading with your kids whether they can read yet or not is so important developmentally yeah. so um and it doesn't matter uh if you read the same book a thousand times um but the the goal here is to read at least a thousand books before your kid gets to kindergarten because that is just so good for their early literacy development for many reasons so so yes you're right partnering with parents and and encouraging that um that activity of reading in the house is also going to help uh promote uh, lifelong reading in our, in our younger patrons. And it promotes family time mm, Yes, honest, with that too, right? Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, that's important with, uh, you know, that adds into mental health and everything else that we're talking about here today. Now, interesting though, you say, uh, read a thousand, did you say read a thousand books before kindergarten? Yep. Wow. Now I, 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 let me share something I discovered a long time ago that somebody shared with me and I thought, you know, you say a thousand books, that sounds like a lot, but, um, I found like if I went up to my students and said, here's, here's 12 books and they're 300 pages each, go read them. I think a lot of people go, Whoa, 12 books. I can't read 12 books, but here's what I discovered. If you read 10 pages of a book every day, 
And you'll likely get enthralled in it. <laughs> yeah. book, so you'll likely do more than 10. But 10 pages, that means you'll read a book a month at 300 yeah. pages, right? So in one year, you've read 12 books. And when you put it in that perspective, that's, a, oh, well, I can read 10 pages, you know, whatever level you're at, right? So um, it's really just 10, 15 minutes a day would really accomplish getting to that thousand books by kindergarten, wouldn't it? Well, if you figure we've got 365 days in a year and the average kid is um, four, uh, maybe at the end of their third year um, when they go to kindergarten, that's that's a book a day, uh, essentially, and maybe a, a couple more. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a thousand different books. No. Um, it's really actually very good for childhood early literacy development to reread the books that the kids want to reread. So you might read the same book every day for a month and that counts. That's perfectly fine. So that's just, yeah. And programs like this winter reading are just a great opportunity to say, Hey, actually take time to make that a habit um, reading either with the family or instilling that in, in your kids and, uh, and teens as well this year, we've expanded our winter reading program a little bit to okay. include um, our teens. And actually, I don't want to say winter reading. We've actually pulled the teens out of the winter reading program and created an entire program specifically for our teens called the Teen Freedom to Read Challenge. Um, okay. And we wanted to make sure that our teens had something geared specifically toward them. Um, they are maybe a little bit um, more... They've been engaging with books a little bit differently for a while by the time you hit the teenage years. So we right. asked them to specifically look at reading books from the Freedom to Read um, challenged book list. So these are books that have been challenged. Somebody's asked that they be removed from the public uh, library or maybe a school library for various reasons. Um, and we've been asking our teens to take a look at that list, see if anything piques your interest, read some books off the, the freedom to read um, challenged book list and report that reading back to us. And uh, there's just been a lot of discussion, uh, important discussion recently about access to information and, and that kind of thing, yeah. intellectual freedom. So our teens are at a perfect age to be kind of grappling with these concepts and thinking about oh, it gives them a say. Yeah. Why is it that we read these, uh, that we read these texts and why is it that we should have access to these texts? So um, there's the individual competition for teen freedom to read, um, which at the end of the program, one person will be drawn to win a $50 Amazon gift card. And then there's also the opportunity for classes to register just like the winter reading program and compete for a pizza party. Right <laughs> so on. that's, uh, yeah, so that's another. Pizza too. They uh, yeah. college too, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, so that is, uh, yeah, that's the teen freedom to read challenge very much like our winter reading program, but just wanting to make sure we don't kind of drop our teens once they hit 13 and, yeah, right, and stop yeah. providing opportunities for them to engage with Keep this type involved, of, anyway. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is just, uh, like, like, go get your library card folks. Like, yes. come on. like <laughs> all this stuff's going on with the library now. Um, right now, how do people access it? Like you're not open right now or you are. Can you uh, yeah. That? Yeah. The libraries are still open. Okay. Um, there's reduced capacity of course. Right. Um, and, but yeah, if you just go into a library, you don't even have to make an appointment anymore. You can still just kind of pop into a library. If you want to use a computer um, or use like sit, sit in the library to use Wi-Fi, you'd have to make an appointment. But if you're looking to get a library card, just pop into your local library branch. They've got uh, all of the kind of COVID protocol set up so that you'll be able to have a safe visit and 
you can just talk to the person at the desk to help register for any of these programs, help you get a library card. There's um, all kinds of things that they can help you with at that, that library. So I very much encourage people to pop in and visit uh, in person if they can. Very good. Now, Venetia, you and your team there are so busy with all of these programs, putting them together. Uh, do you still get time to read? I do, actually. And you know what? It's funny when you were talking about being in school and being in university and do, do you continue reading after? I had a good dry spell uh, where I didn't want to read anymore. I studied literature in school and I thought there's just so much stress involved in I've it. Read enough. <laughs> when the pandemic hit, actually, oddly enough. I went back to my parents' house. I filled a book with all of my old books from when I was a kid, and I started rereading stuff that I love. Uh, so I reread Harry Potter and The Lord of the Rings and oh, wow. just some stuff that I really, really loved, and it got me back into loving reading again. So, I mean, I maybe don't read as much as I did when I was a kid, but I'm I'm averaging a couple of books a month and uh, definitely need to read uh, for my position because I need to know what's it's new and exciting. And if I'm bringing an author in for an author talk, then I need to make sure I've read the material and I know that it's worthwhile bringing them in for that. So yeah. I definitely make the time uh, to read again. Uh, it might not be, it might be 15 minutes a day, but, uh, it's but it's all you got to do. Yep. I, uh, I, I, I can appreciate uh, what you're saying there. Cause uh, I narrate audiobooks mm. for authors. And um, when I first started doing that, it's almost two years ago now. Uh, I remember saying, you can imagine all the different subjects that I read, right? You yes. know, by forced because they're paying me to read it, right? It might not even be a subject I know anything about. Uh, but I warned my wife. I said, you better watch out. I'm going to be like super smart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. The more you read, yeah. the more kind of information is getting crammed into your brain. So it is just, it's just such an awesome, you you learn a lot. And it's reading is just also awesome for developing kind of soft skills like empathy and 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 understanding yeah. because you you place yourself into a character um and just gain a greater understanding of of others that way so there's just so many benefits to read i still i still for me it's it's a, a i mean you know the obvious you know being creative and learning and all that stuff but for me i, I have a learning disability and i've had it since uh, about grade three i think they discovered it and i still have to read a paragraph or a page like more than once to, mm -hmm. to get it right yep. so that right there is uh one of the it's probably the number one reason that i do read aside from i just love to learn new things right and then i think i'm an expert but you know <laughs> i love to learn new things but that for me is is a, a training mechanism right which right. is really what reading is too yeah absolutely and i mean there's there's all kinds of i i, I know lots of people that have various challenges with reading and it can be a frustrating experience yeah. when you have to take kind of like break sentences down one word at a time and it takes a lot more time. And again, I mean, I would say the same thing with that. You, you had made a really great point. 15 minutes, 10 minutes a day. Don't look at the whole and say, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get through this. Just read what feels good yeah. and then stop if it's yeah, too stop much, when you're when, you've stop had when you're done full stop yeah you don't want to and, and the same with the same with kids we want to encourage people to to read in these reading programs but we also don't want parents to make them hate the reading because they're like no right. you got to read these books oh no. i gotta say with that again. we want it to be fun and that's one of the reasons we have the pizza parties and all of that stuff is we want to make it fun but we also don't want the process of winning that pizza prize to become too onerous but yeah just stop when it doesn't feel good anymore and and pick it up and hope Hopefully you're able to, to kind of your right, like get hooked and, and want to read more. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's lots of things that can make reading challenging. Hot chocolate works too. 
tea, hot chocolate, yeah. coffee, all co well, maybe not coffee for our kids, but yeah. yes, hot all those chocolate. things. That's what mom did for me when I was a wee boy. Just like, well, when I was in school, yeah, when I was in school and I had to do uh, assigned readings, I'd put candy on the pages and I didn't get to eat the piece of candy until I got to the bottom of that paragraph. Oh. So there's all kinds of ways to, <laughs> there's all kinds of ways to encourage yourself to read. So yes. Be creative. <laughs> there you go. Be creative. Awesome. Use your own strategies. We're not picky. Just read. <laughs> right on. Uh, real quick. Wow. Look at the time. I uh, I do want to ask you one more. We were talking about, did you talk about this species at risk? No, right? I haven't highlighted any of our yeah, programs. Yeah, let's talk actually. about that because yeah. I'm really curious about this. Yeah. So um, Asable Bayfield Conservation Authority, and they put on one awesome virtual program. Sometimes virtual programs can be really difficult and they've just done really, really well with their virtual programs. So we've got these two coming up uh, this week. So we've placed one during the school day in case we've got schools that uh, want to join or maybe someone's homeschooling and wants to have that as part of um, the school day. And then we've got one in the evening for those who aren't able to attend as part of a class and want okay. to, to join. We actually initially were going to have that Thursday evening one in person, but we've moved it virtually. And they're going to be talking about species at risk and the types of things that we can do to help um, in our watershed area to help species at risk. Uh, so that's something that they're very interested in as part of a conservation authority. And there's just going to be some amazing uh, little bits of information and their, their, their presentations are always so interactive. So they're, nice. uh, we encourage anyone that's interested at all in animals and especially like local um, ecosystems to, to sign up in and join with that. Yes. I always found that that really interesting because there's so many species and creatures around us here in Lambton mm -hmm. County, probably more than we even realize, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think so. I We had a, a great program in person before the pandemic with the Sobel uh, Bayfield Conservation Authority, and they brought in a bunch of water bugs. Um, oh, yeah. And I... I grew up on a farm and I'm looking at all these water bugs and thinking like, I've never seen half of like, that's what a dragonfly larva looks like. It's amazing. So they're just yeah. super, super, they've got so much information and they, they love to, to share and, and make lifelong learners out of people that are, uh, especially people that are interested in the, the natural world. Yeah. Venetia, you can tell you're, you're uh, passionate about what you do. You can hear it in your voice and you're always smiling when you're talking about it. So uh, we're fortunate to have somebody like you on, on the team there at uh, Lambton County Library. So thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank please thank everybody else that's a part of all of this. And keep it up. And uh, if you don't have your card, go get one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I lost mine, so I have to go like they'll renew it i'm sure right yes but, uh, yes i have to find it and and start taking advantage snowshoes it's, it's still sitting there with me that's awesome it would be uh, really handy for those folk who are in toronto today no kidding <laughs> right and yeah we kind of missed all of that thank we you. did um, except that i didn't get to play with my snowblower but yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much boy we've covered thank a you. lot is there anything else that you want to throw out there that we maybe didn't touch before I let you i'll go? just mention we've got a lot of programs related mostly virtual um related to our our winter reading program there's a couple of author talks uh three author talks in february including one with um brock who wrote hard road to victory on the chatham kent um all-stars the all-black baseball team there's been a, right. a kind of a push to get that team into the the hockey or the hockey the baseball hall of fame so there's a number of options if they just people just go to our website lclibrary.ca um and uh check out our calendar there's lots of stuff happening throughout the months of uh, january and february and and you can register to attend those online awesome venetia thank you so much for your time and i look forward to uh, always a great conversation please come back again okay awesome thanks so much for having me you're welcome bye-bye now
Venetia Campbell from Lampton County Library. Uh, there's so much more. We could have just kept talking to Venetia because there's lots going out there. And don't forget those libraries are there. I think we kind of forget that sometimes all these resources are available to us. And as you heard Venetia and I talking about the importance of reading, even just a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes a day, take a break out of the day, sit down. And it doesn't have to be a really thick book or anything like that, just something. So you're exercising the mind, so to speak, and uh, check them out. You know, simply go online to lclibrary.ca, as Venetia mentioned. They're also on Facebook as well, and you can get all the information or send them a message there as well. And they are open, so you can still currently drop in, um, you know, limited uh, uh, people allowed in, but you can still drop in there. So I was fantastic. And snowshoes, I'm still going like, I didn't know you could get snowshoes. What a cool thing. All right. Well, that's all the time I got for you this week. I want to thank you all so much for stopping by. And uh, one more time, I will say thank you to our supporters, Hughes Intelligence and here in Signs SWO, Joe's Discount Tire, Tourism Sarnia Lampton, and of course, all of you for being here. Check out the uh, posts after the show with all the links that we talked about. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So enjoy the rest of your week. That's all the time I got for you today. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye for now. I'm going, I'm go I'm going to read a book. Yes, I am. <laughs>